Christianity is full of a lot of opposites. Sometimes being last is first, and the first is last. And sometimes being alive is being dead, and being dead is alive. Let's make sense of this on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Sometimes, indeed, religion has these opposites, and what Jesus says can be kind of confusing. We're looking at the book of Romans, and today we are on uh, Lesson 6 and Chapter 6, and we're looking at dying to live and being dead to sin. And how does this work? We're in the studio. My name's Justin Kim. We have Sebastian, Jonathan, and Siku in the studio with us, and we're going to have a word of prayer and jump into the book of Romans. We want you to study with us as well. Go to inversebible.org, where you'll see a whole new, whole set of Bible studies there and our newest one on the book of Romans. Uh, prayer is going to be done by Jonathan. Jonathan, you're right there. Please pray for us. Sure. We sure do need it. Let's bow our heads. <laughs> Father, I just want to thank you so much again for your word because it is life and it teaches us so many wonderful things about your character. Mm-hmm. As we dive into today's topic, Lord, I want to pray that you will give us insight, direction, um, and may there be applications in this text for our lives individually for everyone watching as well. I pray that your Holy Spirit will bring these things to life for us. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, Sebastian, can you go to Romans chapter 6? I'm reading from verse 5 through 11. Yes, sir. And that's the gist of uh, the main part of, of chapter 6. Okay. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion Mm. over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm. Okay, thank you, Sebastian. Um, I don't know if this is true, but anecdotally, I heard that there are law schools out there that study the book of Romans, mm. not for its theological content, but for its logic, logical consistency huh. that's kind of setting brick by mm. brick. And we see that in chapter 1. We all are in need of, of the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? Chapter 2, we are all sinners. Chapter 3, we're all sinners. No shock mm. to God. Chapter 4, let's be like <laughs> Abraham, who was accounted from righteousness. Right. Chapter 5, what Adam started, Jesus ended, and uh, or ended is still going on, I can mm-hmm. say, in chapter 6. We are in chapter 6 right now. Um, Siku, first question goes to you, but I want to kind of, you know, make it random, and uh, okay. you guys already, your adrenaline is running. Um, <laughs> Romans is just a, is an awesome book, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just so many verses here, and just a wonderful book. 
Um, just, just, just speed, uh, machine gun style. Except, I don't know if that's that's an American thing. rapid fire. Rapid fire. That's also an American thing. <laughs> okay. um, really quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, what are some Bible verses that come to your mind from the Book of Romans that are just your favorites? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not being from chapter six, but just from the whole Book of Romans that, oh. that you appreciate. Romans is a classic text where many classic verses mm-hmm. come from, and we've been looking at the promises of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And immediately when you look at what are some famous all-time favorites uh, from the book of Romans? We'll go from Siku and go around the table and okay. just share. So Siku. My favorites or just yep. favorites? Just favorites from the book of oh, Romans. okay. I mean, we, we talk about Romans 3, verse 23. 323. Yeah. Of sin come short oh, of that's one of your favorite uh, verses. No, I mean, you said <laughs> yes, general so, classic. Siku wants to make sure everybody knows you come short, Sebastian. <laughs> all right, she's been quoting this left and right when she's talking to everyone. <laughs> we all fall <laughs> short. <laughs> that's what she says when she make a mistake. Right, right. All right, all right, Jonathan, we'll come back to Siku. Give her time to, to rebound. No, I, okay. I have a personal favorite. <laughs> Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you, Jonathan. Well, mine is actually for from a future episode, which future. Is Romans eight, okay, talking no about you know. Oh uh, well, we all okay. we all like Romans eight. Let's be real, but yeah. uh, talking about <laughs> really nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Okay, you know that's okay. just I, I I can't wait to get into that episode. Okay. but uh, okay. that's yeah. Romans all right, eight. very good. I think you're on that episode. Okay, John, uh, uh, Sebastian. Um, I think I love from chapter one the whole fact that Paul says, "I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ." All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that. That, that verse really just has a certain radical bend to it. it just does. to say, like, I am not ashamed of something. It does. Um, especially in the context. And today, a lot of people are very focused on political correctness and yeah. all of There's that. There's audacity there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There is. There just is. defiance. And I'm all naturally right. a very defiant person. Very good. Very good. All right. <laughs> the Lord is working right. on me. Be quiet. All right. <laughs> I'm just trying to defy your defiance. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, we'll come back to you. I'll give another general one. Another general one. Okay. Romans 6.23. 6.23. Yes. For and, and this, I actually really like this one too. For the wages of sin is death, but okay. I like the contrast. But the gift of God is eternal. Life. Okay, yeah, all right. So. Mm. Justin, so like what's, the, your, what's your what's your favorite? Verse? All things work together for good. Ah. classic one. And in uh, Romans twelve one, uh, I just like therefore be renewed in your mind. Right. And, yes, and it just I, those are some classic verses that I like. Yeah, that's Romans. true. Um, as you said, chapter eight is a classic one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when it comes to experience, uh, chapter six also takes uh, um, not into one verse. But the entire chapter uh, really is a cohesive is a, is a cohesive punch together. In each chapter, there's this one word that's repeated over and over and over. In chapter six, it's the word death or dying, death, 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 dying, 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 dying. Yep. So, uh, from the reading of what Sebastian just read from five through eleven, verses five through eleven, what are some things that that, that come out mm. from the text immediately when you uh, when you look at this? Siku. Um, the the thing that popped out to me was having freedom from sin because <clears throat> it the death experience, the whole purpose of why he's you know, talking about it is he's trying to explain how we live now free from sin because of the death mm-hmm, experience yes. that we go through with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So really it's about it's about freedom. Okay. You know, from Let's scratch a little deeper on that and we'll get to Jonathan but mm-hmm. freedom freedom from sin is is what? Is that addictions? Is that, I mean that, that, that sounds um, I just want to get deeper into that nomenclature because some people may not understand what that means. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be free from sin? I want to give you a textual answer. That's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, not just well, I think um, when, we, when we dive into the question of, of being free from sin, yeah. you also see that he says in the previous verse of chapter six, of, of chapter six verse six, 
He says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, mm-hmm. that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should yes. no longer be slaves yes, to sin. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So to be free is yes. opposition to slavery, yes. right? So in slavery, you're oppressed. You, you cannot make your own choices. You're completely owned on this thing. And you're always available to it, right? What it, is it's, this body of sin yeah. that has had mastery over us? Mm-hmm. What is right. that? What is that? So, you know, since Adam, since Adam fell, yes. you know, since Adam ate the fruit and disobeyed God, from, ever since then, humanity has an inclination to sin, yes. right? Yes. And then, you know, when Jesus, when God comes and encounters Adam in the garden, he says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the serpent, right? Yes. Um, so that, what God had to supernaturally put enmity because what Adam did was he aligned himself with this enmity against God. Mm-hmm. So God now had to come and supernaturally put enmity against sin. So any inclination that we have to do right is because God supernaturally yeah. put, put it there, yeah. you know, to be anti-sin. Mm-hmm. So in, in our natural state, because of Adam's sin, we are inclined to do the things that are wrong. I love that. I love that word, inclined. I, don't, I don't love the word because of it. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you but it, it. it helps me understand. <laughs> it's very clear that we are not held liable in guilt for Adam's sin. We are not responsible for what mm-hmm. Adam did, right. right? But we do have that weakness, that bent, mm-hmm. that inclination, right. that that body of sin that we have. We are made in the image, right. not of God anymore, right. but in the image of Adam now. And this no. is this is what we studied in, in chapter five. We saw that uh, as a result of Adam's sin, we have this inclination. There is a, there's a domino effect throughout history, and all the wickedness and evil is from sin. Yes. Uh, but what what is so beautiful we learn in chapter five is that we have another option, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. And this ties right into Romans chapter six because here now in these verses that we read and before and after as well, Paul is doing an interesting thing. He's aligning Jesus's physical experience here. Here on earth, living here, dying here, getting resurrected here, mm-hmm. with our spiritual walk. So you have the spe- our spiritual pathway aligns with Jesus' physical experience mm-hmm. uh, on earth. And mm-hmm. because we make him our new Adam, as we learned in chapter 5, mm-hmm. him our, our, our savior, we now can, because of him, experience, you know, the, as it says here, death to sin, mm-hmm. resurrection to life, mm-hmm. uh, a life for God, mm-hmm. and, and we will have, you know, become more and more like him in the process. So it's just a beautiful um, alignment with God and and the history of Jesus, what he did and his life that he lived in really informs our spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to... Uh, let's, go, let's go to Sebastian yeah. and then back to Secret. Sorry, he's been no uh, Brother Sebastian. I still love you, sis. <laughs> uh, so the... Uh, the the reality that Adam created, right? Mm-hmm. It goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. The parallel of Adam's experience physically yeah. also represents our spiritual experience. That's right. So his mistake, right, spiritually, right, we're huh. we're in this reality, in this baptism into Christ's death is us exiting that reality. That's right. Right, mm-hmm. entering into Christ's reality, mm-hmm. where now he's created an entrance for us through his death mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. You know, now we can go through that into a new reality. Yes. Now I'm no longer a slave to sin. Those tendencies are no longer having to have dominion over me. Right. Now, Christ can have dominion over me. Oh, that was my next question, and I, I really appreciate how you phrase that. So this body of sin, which is us, you know, we have this inclination, we have where you just, you know, gravitate towards these bad things and pride and sin. Now that we are in Christ, does, does do those inclinations go away? Mm-hmm. Does that does that tendency go away? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do they stick around? No, no, they stick around. Oh, yeah, okay. But you don't have to be slaves to them. Okay. See, that's the difference in entering into that reality with Christ okay. is that 
it doesn't have to rain over me, mm-hmm. which okay. he's going to get to in chapter six. Don't let it rain. Yes. Reckon yeah. your body dead to yes. sin. Yeah. So it's about your mental reckoning. Mm-hmm. How do you consider yourself? Mm-hmm. And if you identify as I'm dead to this and I'm alive to God and I'm going to present my members to him. Um, as instruments of righteousness. And we have to tolerate this this inclination. That bend. Until yes. until the, the final uh, glorification. Uh, the body is changed, what we call yes. glorification. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to be slaves to that That's inclination. Right. Not at all. Man, praise the Lord. I mean, yeah. look at look at the, the old <laughs> song, uh, Rock of Ages, right? When it says, be of sin the double cure. Cleanse me from the guilt and power. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have that, you know, through the blood, through the sacrifice of Christ, yeah. even in the songs that we sing. We're, we're heading towards that. Amen. That appreciate level. quoting the, from the song and not singing the song. All right, so Siku. <laughs> I'll sing it for you off show. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I got a CD coming out. Right. Oh, hold on. Sort of rock of... Let me <laughs> Please. I said thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> no, I, you know, you let him speak first, so he took where I was going. Oh, he but, took yeah. Okay. No, so where sorry. I was going, like when yes. I said I was looking for textual anchor, um, yes. in, in verse 6, you know, the slaves Chapter to sin. Chapter 6, verse 6. 6, verse 6. Yes. Um, we were talking about what does it mean to be dead to sin. That That's slaves of sin and then mm-hmm. verse 12 I think too which you know Sebastian just mentioned as well do not let sin reign in your mortal body so mm-hmm. like that that dead being dead to sin really speaks to the way that you interact with this inclination that you have mm-hmm. and what Jesus has done when we accept his sacrifice in our behalf what Jesus has done he's given us the opportunity mm-hmm. to not do the things that we are inclined to do mm-hmm. that I want to and I'm inclined to do this but you don't have to mm-hmm. you know like you actually have a choice again and it's crazy to think without Jesus mm-hmm. you don't have a choice mm-hmm. wow. you're bound mm-hmm. to do those things mm-hmm. how many of you there are really struggling with something going on and you feel like this has a reign over you you want you don't want to miss the second half of this episode stay, so stay with us Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, so welcome back. So, I mean, this is a powerful chapter, powerful chapter. If you're just coming in listening to this, then I don't know what to tell you. you got to rewind or do something. But uh, chapter 6 of Romans is where we're at. And let's go to chapter 15, uh, chapter 6, verse 15, mm-hmm. verse 15. And continuing on, um, let's pick up from 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law but under grace. Mm-hmm. Verse 15, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? Mm. But God be thanked that though you are you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of, of Righteous. righteousness. Mm-hmm. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh, for just as you are presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of, un, of lawlessness, leading to more law, 
godlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been talking about inclinations and tendencies and then having victory. Now, he brings in this new new concept of being slaves to righteousness. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got lost here, so so help me out here. What's going on? I thought we were freed from being slaves, and now we're entering mm-hmm. another form of slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in, in verse 19, he does say, I speak in human terms. I speak in human terms. Okay. So he's like, I'm trying to help you understand a concept here, okay. right? Okay. So, so you understand that you were slave to sin because you had no choice in the matter. You're, you were inclined to behave in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like he's saying now you, you can be under a different mode of operating okay. where you're, you're, you are shifting inclinations. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of your actions now moves from, you know, tending to doing things that are wrong to tending to do things that are right. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Right? So like he's saying, yes. I'm trying to explain a concept to you. Mm-hmm. I speak in human terms. Yeah, so yeah. I think, so we get, we can get hung up on the human terms on the word slavery, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. talking, he's still talking about inclinations that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It really, uh, what Paul is trying to show us is there are only two paths in life. Mm. You can either follow uh, the path of your sinful inclination of sin and just, you know, wickedness, mm-hmm. or you can say, I choose God's path. And the beauty of God's path is, um, you know, a slave to righteousness it is a decision to live according to God's uh, principles. But that does not mean that you have no um, no choice or mm-hmm. no, uh, you know, you are obedient to God's uh, law, you're obedient to God's uh, will. But when you, when we, you know, look at the complete context of Scripture, we see that that kind of obedience is full of freedom. Mm. Uh, it's you're expressing love in so many ways uh, as you live that kind of life. But I think the point he's trying to make is there is a choice you have to make. You either mm-hmm. one, you're either with God or you're with sin. And that it is, seems like we are slaves regardless of the situation. Yes. Correct. But we have the ability to choose what kind of master we will, whom we That's will serve. Absolutely, we yeah. get to choose a new king. Mm. Right. When you think about your life, and I think about what what my life was like before Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these things that were ruling over my life. And when you think about your former king, right, mm-hmm. in, in the context of Romans, right, using those human terms, it's 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 unimaginable mm-hmm. that you would not choose a new king mm-hmm. with the opportunity. That's right. Right? We do the same thing with elections, we do the same thing in committees, we do the same thing in chairmen and CEOs. It's like under this person, mm-hmm. this is what we suffered. This is what we had. Now we want a new king. Right. Because we don't want this person to rule over us. And Paul is like, listen, how 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 would you continue in sin? Right. Because now that you're no longer under the law, you're like, well, I'm not under the condemnation. I don't have to deal with the penalty. I'm now free. Why would you go back to working under that king? Mm -hmm. Why would you vote the very person that led you to the misery that you're in again? Mm. You would obviously choose a new king. Mm. And so I think this this idea that obedience is a new thing is not new, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same obedience we were doing before. It's just choosing a new king. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just, to, just to continue with that, with that um, whereas before being slaves to sin, I think with the, the, just to, I guess to kind of find on, on choosing different kings, um, being slaves to sin, this is the kind of king where while you're obeying, you don't have a choice in the obedience, mm-hmm. right? But under God's kingdom, at any point you can choose not to do what is right. 
mm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean that's a stark difference. So mm-hmm. although both of them are, are are slavery, both in both senses, you're serving one master or the other. Mm. But the difference is like when you're a slave to sin, that master doesn't give you 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 don't you can't be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. You're stuck. You know, you're you're mm-hmm. struggling with this addiction, and you can't you can't get out of it, no matter how yes. much you try. You mm-hmm. you're, you're you lie, and you mm-hmm. fight, you catch yourself in a white lie every other day. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it's yes. part of who you are, right? Yes, yes. Whereas when when God is the master of your life, mm-hmm. you can be like, okay, you know, I, I kind of want to lie. Mm-hmm. You know, in this situation, you can choose to lie. Adam and Eve chose to disobey, mm-hmm. right? But they were free to make that choice. You know. Um, and they made the wrong choice. They chose to they chose to become slaves to some to a master who would not give them the freedom to make the choice to leave. Correct. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with God, we we will always have the choice still to remain or to leave. Mm-hmm. You know. But what God does in that experience with Him, whereas before every inclination of my heart was evil continually. God transforms me so that the inclinations of my heart tend more towards Him. Like, as I come to know Him more, yes. mm-hmm. I want to do those things that please Him. Mm-hmm. And the desire to do the things that, that would turn me away from Him becomes less and less and less, you know, like that, that draw mm-hmm. diminishes over time. And I want more to do what would please God, right. you know. So, so in that sense, I guess when I was talking about mm-hmm. inclination, you know, so I, I now have a desire to serve God. I have a desire to follow what He's doing. And in a sense, you know, slavery in terms of I'm inclined to obey God. Mm-hmm. Not that I, 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 I'm incapable of mm-hmm. disobeying Him, mm-hmm. but I want to obey yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome, yeah. awesome. You know, uh, if we have, if, if, you know, the receivers of this letter, they have, you know, they've heard all the previous chapters. So it's so important that we always take things in context. And what has been revealed to us so far is a beautiful God, a God of love, a God of, 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 of righteousness, a God of peace, a God who has given himself for us, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and why am I mentioning this? It's because, <clears throat> It's very easy to say, oh, you know, now you're a Christian, you gotta do all these things. But the, the motivation, you kind of alluded to is, the motivation for obedience needs to come from my relationship with God and seeing how, what an amazing and beautiful God He is. My master, to whom I'm now a slave of righteousness, a, a, you know, a servant, is not a master that I have to, you know, to be afraid of and who's gonna, you know, constantly just be on, on my case. He is for me. He is loving. And we're gonna see more of, it's a crescendo towards chapter 8, right? But we see that the motivation for obedience, for doing what is righteous, mm. is a God of love. And so, um, you know, we, see, and we even see this here in this chapter. In verse 11, it talked about we are being made alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's so positive. We have to remind ourselves, and this is really, we have to remind ourselves mm. as we walk through life, there are temptations. It's not always easy, you yeah. know. The, our sinful nature is still there, right? Screaming at us, like, come on, you know, let's <laughs> give in. But we have to remind ourselves, why not to do that? Think of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Think of what He did on the cross. Think how beautiful He is. And not just for how nice, but how the sacrifice He went through, you know, for you. Which I think is, is, is critical, you know, where we started off with Justin's question, right, in verse 15. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Mm-hmm. Right. So this whole idea of grace is not about mm-hmm. how the law doesn't apply to you, mm-hmm. right? But it's how you're treated when you break it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that I'm under grace, this mm-hmm. idea, well, if I make a mistake, this is how I'm treated. My motivation is no longer that type of slavery where sin is like you get no pleasure unless you follow right. through. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get the guilt. You're going to get the shame. Right. Which he references there um, 
in uh, in verse uh, 22, mm-hmm. where he's, I'm sorry, verse 21, what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you were in a situation where you were becoming, you were doing things that you were ashamed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And sin was like, that's the only pleasure you're going to get. Mm. Do the things that bring you shame versus in Christ. Mm-hmm. He's saying, even if you make a mistake and do something you're ashamed of, you're under grace. Mm-hmm. Right. So the way I'm going to treat you now is to encourage yeah. you along mm. towards righteousness right. to build that inclination. Mm-hmm. And, and the, 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 the joy is that, you know, we have the motivation of God being so beautiful and amazing and the grace that comes to us. And part of that grace is, uh, I believe, what we see here in verse 6. It says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, mm-hmm. that the body sin might be done away with, that we should, no, that we should be no longer slaves of sin. Mm-hmm. So what it's talking about here is your old life, uh, including your sinful inclination and, and everything that has to do with sin, is crucified with Christ. Now, how does crucifixion happen? You cannot crucify yourself. Someone else has to crucify you, right? Mm. And so, to use this imagery, uh, same in Galatians chapter 2, Paul talks about, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. Right. What he's saying is that, yeah. that the, the, someone else ha- is going to do that for you. God is going to work in you a miracle where you are no longer a slave to sin. So even you putting away yourself cannot right. be done by yourself. No, right. it is external God's entity power. needs to do that for you. However, you have a choice. You can try, and that's legalism, but you can let God, you know, do that work of crucifying your old self unto Jesus. So trying to kill yourself, spiritually speaking, yes. is legalistic. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love, you know, I love in, in verse 15, what then? The what then there? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't just come there. Verse 1 of, verse, of chapter 6, what mm-hmm. shall we say then? Mm-hmm. That comes on the heels of talking about this marvelous gift of what mm-hmm. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. has done for us. In the light of all of that God has given to us in the light of His grace. Right. How are we going to respond to that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the sad reality is for a lot of Christians, and for me, a lot, for a long time in my Christian experience, it was, okay, I'm going to, I'll repent just before Jesus comes. You know, mm. like, you know, I know Jesus loves me, so I'm going to do this and then I'll say sorry Excuse after, me. you know, <laughs> because I know He'll forgive me, you know. Right. But then he's saying, you're, you're missing the point. Yes. You're missing the point of... You don't of, understand the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he's saying, that is a misunderstanding of the grace of God. Yes. You have not grasped, comprehended what God's grace is trying to do in mm. your life. Mm-hmm. It's trying to bring you to the place where I'm not even trying to sin and then repent at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. He wants to change that in mm-hmm. us, yes. you know. Yes. And I mean, that is beyond yeah. our, you know, our minuscule conceptions of what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. It's not just coming to God. Mm-hmm. at the end as a forgiveness vending machine you know right. god wants to change us mm-hmm. so that we're no longer enslaved to those yeah. things let me ask the three of you this because i've been listening to three of you here and you guys are and this 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 is awesome like i okay i'm sold and sold and <laughs> the, the three, of you, three of you sound like some qvc you're selling some product and i want it i want it okay yes. it's yours. what do we have to do on a practical end i mean jonathan's saying you can't you can't even try to do it you can't even <laughs> you, 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 so do i just kind of lay there and then like just what what is it that we have to do on our end and is there anything that we can do we have 45 seconds on the clock sebastian (laughs) what can we do the answer that i'm I'm getting is that we need to dwell on jesus choose jesus and rely on jesus Mm -hmm. amen we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back to this topic on our next episode because we don't have enough time but hopefully that's your your uh, you've been convinced by these three people just as much as uh, they've, they've convinced me hey we need this we need this 
death experience. You cannot do it yourself. And we need to have the Lord Jesus resurrected in us. His word, his spirit, his life in us. That's my prayer, hopefully for all of you as well. Thanks so much for, for joining us. We'll see you in this, in this study of Romans. Join us next week as we look at Romans chapter 7. See you next time. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.